same old trouble Villains always knocking at the door Pretty pictures on the page But nothing ever stays the same Thank you, Vandello, and welcome once again to Graphically Novel. My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fury. And with me is, uh... Yeah? What you got? Oh, I... I was going to lead up to it, but I'll just go. Tactile kinesis mixed with <laughs> the phrase, Hello, Megan! It's Bear. So what you're saying is I am like the the, the butt of all the jokes. You are the worst parts <laughs> the of worst both parts the... Parts of Tactile telekinesis. Telekinesis. Hello, Asta! <laughs> oh, no. No, never again. Never, ever again. Uh, well, I guess thanks for that. And with us, as always, the, the lovely and talented, the Baroness, Ms. Jennifer Howland, our McGann. <laughs> Shapeshifter. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my pleasure to introduce my child, well, my other child. I've had, we've had one of my children on the show. Yes, we did have Ashley. Yes. Yep. Um, Alex Lawbacher. Alexander Lawbacher. Welcome. Thank you. I didn't use your middle name, so you're not in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. And and today we will be doing Young Justice, which was a trial. I mean, okay, it wasn't we'll, that bad. We'll get into it. It got better. It, uh, yeah. Uh, but it's um, like getting turned into a newt. Like, yes, <laughs> I got better. Yeah. But before we get into it, we have two things. The first yeah. of which. So the first thing is we always ask our guests what their introduction to Cuz. And and though I'm your mother, I don't know what your introduction to comics. I, I have a I have a suspicion, but we'll let you go ahead. If I remember correctly, it's either one of the old Spider-Man volume or the Star Wars graphic novel. That's what I was thinking. But I'm thinking it might be Star or um sorry Spider-Man because um. We didn't have any, like, superhero shirts or anything like that in the house. And then for, I think for Ashley's birthday, somebody gave her a Spider-Man shirt. And you were like, oh, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) See something, gotta have it. Yeah, yeah. I think that works a lot with siblings, though, too. Because I didn't get into half of the fantasy novels that I read if I... Hadn't, like, seen my older brother reading them and go, hey, what's that? Phil and I got into those at the same time. Like, I would discover something or one of my friends would tell me about something. And, like, so role-playing games. Um, We had moved to a new school district. I met Jay Bloomy. He started me into gaming. Phil took that because he started gaming with us. He was the one that found Dragonlance. Yeah. And brought that back to the house. And then, before we knew it, both of us were reading that and then, like, spiraling out into other... Oh, yeah, it spirals out of control. <laughs> yeah. <it's... laughs> like, one sibling sees something and then another one's just, like, they usually have two responses. Either, hey, what, that's cool, what's that? Or, mm, no. That's no, your thing. That's yeah. your thing. You're weird. Get yeah. away from me. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you read now? Do you have any comics that you kind of keep track of or... I think right now I'm following the uh, current run on both Batman and Nightwing. Nightwing is so good yeah. right now. <laughs> I I have gone back and read the like the 1998 Nightwing as well, which was also pretty good. Nightwing is a pretty solid, consistent character. Yeah, Dick is pretty good. Well, when it's in a Nightwing comic, as yeah. As, uh, <laughs> so 
I was gonna say, you, you like the good dick, then. I do like the good dick. <laughs> um, so, the other thing before we get into this is, uh, walking through High V today... Uh, here we go. Throwback to season three. Yep. I saw, oh, no. um, something that, that just jumped out to me for our Young Justice episode, because this is ostensibly a, uh comic and a show about teenagers so this is alcoholic mountain dew it just came out um it is in four different flavors and it is literally a mountain dew brand yes oh god yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it is is zero sugar mountain dew it actually looks like the same designers that did uh all of the old spice the newer <laughs> <old> spice, <laughs> uh, designed a bunch of cans so it comes in regular uh, it comes in black cherry, watermelon, and Baja Blast. <laughs> so I want to wow. make a disclaimer: my child is of drinking age. It's true. So <laughs> we will force him to partake as well. Also, oh um, just to let you know, there are tornadoes around us. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess it is the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, who wants what flavor? The OG. Uh, we should probably mix them up, so I'll go with black cherry. Okay. Black cherry. The mine's got eagly on it. <laughs> Alex, do you have a preference? Uh, let's try the watermelon, don't we? Watermelon? That or leaves something. me with with the uh, the Taco Baja Bell flavor Baja Blast. Blast. <laughs> Alright, this so is going to be awful. Does yes. this actually have, like, NutraSweet or some crap in it? Don't know. It does have artificial sweetener. It Let's find out. It does taste like Baja Blast. Does it taste like Mountain Dew? You know what? It does, but it's not as sweet as I was to it. So I'm going to say this isn't terrible. Um, so the black cherry, like, I can kind of taste a little bit. Like, if you're not an art, like me, I'm, like, not an artificial sweetener guy. And this is actually pretty subtle. Like, I don't really notice you it that much. want to try the regular? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> this isn't horrible. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. So, I don't. Oh well, yeah. That tastes like cough syrup. <laughs> see, I can definitely, I can taste more of the. And see, that's the reason why I can't taste as much uh, of the artificial sweetener in it. That's nasty. I don't like the. Yeah, you gotta like black cherry, like alcoholic yeah. flavor. Yeah, black cherry flavored drinks. Um, I like cherry. I, um, oh, I don't like that either. <laughs> Baja Blast. I'll try, let me try the Baja Blast. Here, try the, try the cherry. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Oh, that's so bad. See, I like fake cherry. So. Did you Did you try this? See, out of all of them, I'm not. I, I don't even want to try the watermelon just because I like. Do you want to try the regular? Like watermelon flavored stuff is. You can try the cherry if you want, but no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, like the cherry isn't. I don't think it's bad because I don't mind fake cherry, and I can barely taste the artificial sweetener in it. All the other ones, I can taste the yeah. artificial sweetener in it real bad. And this is watermelon flavor, so that's going to be 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even know. I don't, I don't even want to imagine what that tastes like. Mm, watermelon Jolly Ranchers and Mountain Dew. No. Gross. Anyway. That, it just tastes like watered watermelon Jolly Ranch. Nice. Yeah. that's uh, This tastes watered down, which is fine. Which is what Diet Mountain Dew tastes like. <laughs> so, Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like... You just did me an injustice. Ah, <laughs> uh, soon. Yes. Injustice uh, already, is coming uh, up. I watched the animated. Yeah, I did yeah. too. Um, yeah, we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into when, that. When we have an actual <laughs> show on it. Um, so, a little background on Young Justice um, that I don't know how much Jen and Alex 
Um, we'll pick up on this, but as we are, uh, as, as we have discussed, uh, things that we read when we were younger with our siblings, Phil and I both hit a big Star Trek, like, novel phase. Um, a ton of the novels. Young Justice was created and written by Peter David, which is the man that wrote Imzadi, which is, like, the best of all of the Star Trek The Next Generation. But yeah, Peter David, he also uh, wrote, uh, co-wrote uh, Babylon 5 with um, oh, okay. with Straczynski, um, who we have discussed over on Rec Conversations a bunch of Spider-Man. Uh, but yeah, so well-known, well-known, prolific author. Um, uh, I was actually looking up his, uh, some of his stuff earlier, and I guess he also did... Um, 12 Years of the Hulk! And he also did uh, Ben Ten and yes, other stuff too. Um, very much in the in the teen genre as well as yep. like all over the place. He's done yeah everything. Did some Teen Titans. Did yeah, which is a team that we're gonna have to bring up to discuss because this is such a weird like team, especially the show because the show kind of pretends like Teen Titans never existed a little bit. Yeah. Um, whereas the comic, this is the next generation, basically, of Teen Titans. While Teen Titans left and did their own thing without the Justice League, this was a Justice League-sponsored, uh, you know, the, the developmental, uh, so the NXT, uh, of, (laughs) of superheroes. Well, I mean, I kind of felt like, you know, even though it kind of turned into that, it was, it felt to me that it started out as, well, they're going to go out and do stuff, so we might as well, like, put them somewhere together and have Where someone keep watch them. them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which comes across a lot better in the uh, show than it does in the comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the comic uh, before getting into the show. Um, again, we try not to do tons of spoilers, but I think... It's gonna be difficult to talk about the subject material without ruining or like spoiling some things. Um, but that's okay because. Do you think our viewer, or you think our listeners are gonna get fighting mad? About well, it? let me say this was nineteen ninety. <laughs> good one. <laughs> Damn, that, I, that I didn't good. even right that over the top good. of your head. You weren't even paying attention. <laughs> so yes, there are characters called fight. Mad. <laughs> I, I would like to point out Special Agent Donald Fight and his partner, Special Agent Ishido Mad. Yeah. Fight. There are and a mad. ton, ton of puns oh, in the yeah, comics. Oh, the teen yes. puns are all. Of course, they were. The, the, uh, David was our age. He was 42 when he wrote this. So, yeah. The oh, puns, man. The that puns dude... are all over And he the place. has no excuse for some of the shit he wrote then. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely as, zero. As I was getting into, this was 1998, uh, but yes. from modern standards, man, there's some problematic parts of this right? comic. Well, okay, let's just start with the, uh, it's a boy, a team of boys. To it's boys. With, yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you kind of get the feeling they've been together as a trio for a while. So, Alex, was this the first time you'd read the... The comic? Yeah, the original yeah. comic. And so what did you think? The Flash in the show is so much more bearable, even like <laughs> on an animated media compared to just reading it. Yeah. It's pretty cringeworthy on the page. It is. The only detraction I have in the comparison is that the show puts it 
Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure. Later in his life. Yeah. Uh, I, I and also. Uh, okay. So we're we're dealing with different characters in the show, which we'll get to in a second. But it's important if you've only seen the show to understand. First of all, uh, comic book. This is Tim Drake Robin, um, which is a very different Robin. Yeah. Um, you don't find out that it's Dick Grayson um, Robin in the show until like towards the end of the first season when they finally have the like they go to a circus, his old circus. I thought that I thought that there was a where it was some like a, a, an end scene in one of the episodes where they were at like, a Gotham and it was Dick out of costume meeting up with Artemis out of costume. Oh, they didn't recognize each You're other. You're right. Yeah, and then yeah. Barbara comes up and asks Dick who that. Was. You're right. right. You're right. So they they do, yeah, it is they're really messing with the DC timeline in the in the yeah. uh series as well. The other part is they did Superboy very differently. They did so. Connor Kent Superboy um, is still. I mean, it, it's still Connor Kent, but it is the comic is the straight '90s death of Superman. Connor yeah, Kent. Yeah, that was what yes. I was gonna say. It was death of Superman. Super Superboy, and this the show Superboy is its own character, right? And for for so much better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and it fit like so. The Superboy character in the show fit the storyline much better yeah um and it also i mean it just i think that it made so much more sense than the Superboy. i think he was a better character in the yeah. show because yeah. I, yeah. I appreciated the the broody teen angsty yeah Superboy more than the like i want to wrestle with the scientist you know the archaeologist that turned into cat girl with huge boobs so okay and that that's my main point is that in the first, I'm going to say four-ish. I'll go with four. Even the first one that the girls join. Um, this is a horny-ass comic. Like, this is a... Uh, I think it's, it's like number, number... It's either number three or number four where I finally actually started to get kind of interested in it. Where they introduced Harm. That was four was where they introduced yeah. Harm because that was the Halloween party... Um, no, three was the Halloween three party. Three was the Halloween party. Yeah, four, four was when the girls showed up, and so that shows the first, like, secret joining and everything. Um, and then, uh, five is where I got really, because five is, especially the end of five, spoil right. out. But, um, yeah, extremely, like, it got better as it went on, but it, you're right, Jen, when you said it's a, it's originally a book about teenage boys. Well, and, three boys, yes. specifically. And, you know, I also have to say that the first first issue, maybe the first and second, reminded me of... So, my first experience with comics was the Archie you could get in the grocery store. Sure. And that felt a lot like the Archie from the Seven, the first uh, issue of Young Justice. Because it was, it was, yeah, it was cringy. And it was, guys, gonna be guys. Well, okay, but it's not just... The character's behavior, it's what's happening in the comic. Bear alluded yeah. to it. So you had the archaeologist Nina Dowd, who is N. Dowd. No, she becomes... No, no, no. She's Her oh, original yes. name is Nina Dowd, right. which is N. Dowd. Right. And then when she becomes a supervillain Catwoman with giant breasts, she is mighty endowed. Right. And uh, her breasts are so large that she becomes top-heavy and falls over. 
And like, I would like to point out that you don't ever actually see that. I mean, we're gonna uh, we've already spoiled the hell out of the first comic, the first right. issue. But you don't you don't ever actually see that in the comic. It's uh, there's like smoke and dust from the explosion. You don't see her her chest. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So you just see her like like rant for like three panels and then face plant. Well, yeah. except the boys are also saying things like she has huge tracts of land. Yeah, yeah. which is the most overused. Yeah. <laughs> Monty Python quote in the world. Um, Believe me, I have heard every... <laughs> but there's also parts throughout the comic, like at one point a woman asks uh, Robin if that's a batarang in his pocket, or if he's just happy to see her. That was a Halloween um, issue. The, at one point, uh, they, they save a sheik who looks and talks like he's coded Jewish for yes. some reason. And his name is... All Ben Stein. Yes. Um, but he says you may have any anything you want. And basically Superboy is looking at one of his harem sex slave girls. Is like, I know what I want. Yeah. Well, also, uh, it's Superboy and is it Impulse? Impulse, yeah. Are with the harem. They're like hanging out with all the girls while yes. Robin's out doing the actual work. Right. Uh, and I don't know if you caught it, but on the cover of one of the issues... All the boys are like in a a clubhouse type thing, just the cover. But on it, it says He-Man Woman Haters. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, problematic uh, comic book. Yes. Yes. Yes, very much so. And not even just in that, like, they go to the Great Wall of China and save people. All the people they save are white. Yes. Also, there are nuns at the Great Wall of China (laughs) With a station wagon full of explosives. That's never explained. Also, white nuns. White nuns. Yes. Well, yes. White Christian nuns at the Great Wall of China with their explosive-filled station wagon. It was was white people's day in China. All along the wall. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so Bear, other than what we've gone over, what'd you think about this comic? I mean, if you can ignore the... Like, the horribly cringy bits. Like, overall plot, decent. Like, I didn't I didn't mind this comic so much. And like I said, by the time we got to, like, issue four, um, where things started to get actually kind of out of, the, out of the cringeworthy category and more into the, hey, we may actually have to fight for our lives here. Maybe we should take this a little more seriously. Yeah. It seems like the comic started picking up and getting more. Yeah. Um, Agreed. So... I think, and I, honestly, I kind of felt the same way about the series with that, too, is that, like, we got past all of the, like, all of the beginning stuff that you need to show with teenagers, which was, we got to put the team together. Who's going to be the leader of the team? Oh, now we've got a trust issue. Oh, now we've got another trust issue. Oh, I want to be the leader. No, I want to be the leader. You should be the leader. I don't want to be the leader. He's going to be the leader. Okay, fine. I'll be the leader. Everything like, we went through before we started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We all know that Jen's the leader. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Jen? Um, I, it was fast. <laughs> um, wow. But um, I think that... <laughs> Just have Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> it was derivative. It was stupid. It was short. We loved I it. it. <laughs> so, um, I agree with you, Bear, that it got better. As the issues went on, and I one would hope that it, you know, continued in that vein um, beyond the issues that we read. 
Um, but I, I, I feel like I really liked the storyline. It felt like, okay, the show has to have a more cohesive line yes. than comic book issues. But, um, and, and maybe that's why I appreciated that more comics. Um, I, I think that, again, this is another example of a uh, team being able to create something better for in, in a different media from a, a comic. I'm going to stand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say so you're saying less successful Umbrella Academy? Uh, yes. Yeah, there are other media that I... There are other instances that I've felt that... But yes. Yeah. So, um, for me, uh, and I don't think I pointed it out at the, the top, we read the first seven-ish. Um, and I really started getting interested at in five. Five through seven was good. Um, and, and actually started to bring me, um, I actually kind of felt this about the same way with the show that I really didn't get interested, like super interested until about halfway through the season. Yeah, there were 26 episodes in season one and I don't think I even looked up from my phone really until somewhere around episode like 16. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Until the, the main plot really starts to wing in. But, um, Alex, you had, you had watched the show. Uh, yeah, before. I I watched the show as it was coming out on Cartoon Network. So this is it's been interesting to revisit it and to watch it and with my previous understanding compared to how it is. It still holds up very well. Like the first the first few episodes, yeah, can be a slog just getting the introduction, but even just the stories those side plots build up is really not like actually pay off later in the season mm-hmm. by the way for uh tv show totally spoilers we assume that everybody's seen the first season yeah. of this yeah, you cool. great uh but i mean compared to the comic uh comic i feel does not hold up as well especially yeah. nowadays it with depends. that thing. it depends on how bad you want that dose of four monkey <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> No, like I mentioned before, um, the Wally West Kid Flash is infinitely more bearable than Impulse will ever be. Well, yes. The change in the Superboy, like, great, perfect. It plays really well with the change in tone, narratively. Because the original Young Justice just feels like a Teen Titans derivative. But this one is more of, we are an actual Justice League side team. So he needs to get serious with how we deal with things. So more serious characters for a more media. Well, I was going to say, I also feel like they, and again, this was the TV, the series, making some um, story choices that I felt were solid compared to, and my first, you know, the first thing that I think of is Artemis. Yeah. So Artemis in the TV show is, turns out to be not Green Arrow's niece. Right. But Sportsmaster's daughter. Right. The the daughter of of supervillains. Yeah. Uh, both. Uh, yeah. Because her mother is Huntress. Was Huntress. Yes. Yeah. Um, but in the comic, and this is not really a spoiler, it's Arrowette, which I just have to go on record again saying using et to define a woman as the diminutive of a male character fucking sucks and stop it. At least use mighty. If she was endowed before, make her (laughs) mighty endowed. (laughs) I'm just, this whole, like, this whole penchant for I am just, with any of the the teens, it's just I am just 
another version, especially with the arrows, actually, because everybody's just another arrow. Right. Yeah. The arrows are the worst ones. Yeah. But everybody's just it's it's even the same name. It's like you got Aquaman. Except you got for Aqua Speedy. Right. It was Speedy. It was Speedy, but then he turned, turned into, into Red, Red Arrow. Right. right. And I'm like, so you're just another. Right. Well, carbon copy, and it's it's worse too because the women are just like, you got nothing here. Yeah. Here? Well, yeah. and my then... name is McGann. Uh, McGann. You call me Megan. Yeah. Like, really? That's all the further you got? Ms. Martian? Well, at least you're not having to say McGann, like Jahan, <laughs> instead of just John. Uh, I mean, for all its faults, like, I guess I, from my perspective, I guess, like, those first, I don't know, maybe ten episodes where you're dealing with all the trust issues and all the generic teen stuff, if you have kids and you want to show this to your kids, this is great stuff. Like, this is yeah. great material. Right. For, like... For my personal taste, I'm just like, uh, we move on. Yeah. I got it. Could we have just condensed the first, like, right. 12 episodes? I should say, um, the only thing that got better, like, wasn't, was a little bit funny and then stopped being funny and then just got funny, funnier as it went on was Robin. Robin's yeah. use of oh, things yeah. like overwhelmed, so he just says, says whelmed. Whelmed. I'm yeah. so whelmed. Okay, <laughs> like, everyone, we're everyone... gonna be well we're gonna whelming we're gonna whelm this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's either overwhelmed or underwhelmed. No one's just whelmed. <laughs> uh, it's just like, you know, I'm feeling the aster. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be a disaster. So I I really liked the Robin. Reminded me of the it kind of reminded me of like the original Batman, Tat, Betas, Robin. Yes. A little throwback, yeah. Yeah. So just the, like, he's still a kid. Yeah. And he's like trying to make friends. So he's gonna do this wacky, funny stuff. And I think it has been mentioned in multiple like comics and shows and whatever that Dick is probably one of the most charismatic Robins. Absolutely. Out yeah. Of the yeah. Yeah. Four now? Five? I want to say five. Uh, cause it's Dick, Jason, Tim, Stephanie, and then... Damien? Damien. Yeah, oh, right, Damien. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Out of left yeah. field. Yeah. That's that one. Well done. <laughs> well, and I, I have to say, to your point, show, it, I think it does a good job of showing, like, different aspects of being a teenager mm. without being overly dramatic about it. Hey, CW, take a cue. Mm. Um... <laughs> Not you, Legends of Tomorrow. I yes, still love Legends you. Of <laughs> Stop it. Just reach over and pat him on the head, Jen. Well, Just... you know what? At this point, they have jumped the shark so far. I mean, they're they're in a reality show, TV show in, in hell. hell. I, well, yeah, so, so that's because they I jumped the time in machine one. into the pocket dimension, uh-huh. and it was uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why you don't put your extra-dimensional spaces in your extra-dimensional spaces. That's the whole point. Yes. Thank you. They didn't have to make a show about it. Back to comparing show and comic. Thank you for keeping us on track. I think choosing (laughs) Dick Grayson as the introductory Robin instead of Tim Drake was probably the best thing they could have done. Because Tim Drake is a great character. He is admitted by Batman to be a... And Rachel Ghoul. I don't yeah. know what language you're... Yeah, no, it's no, okay. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Your mother be, is on this show. Yeah, to be a, as good as a detective as Batman himself. Yes. Right. He is... He's the one that found out that Bruce Wayne was Batman yeah. and went to Bruce Wayne yeah. and was like, so I get to be a Robin now, right? Yeah. He's a great <laughs> character. He yeah. is smart. He has his moments. 
but he's not charismatic. So I don't think it would have worked as well if they had Tim Drake instead of Dick Grayson. But later on, they do make that transition as the show progresses and the timeline, like the timeline they've set up progresses. So, I mean, if you like Tim Drake, you'll get him eventually. Not so much Jason. So I think the secret there, and I, I first of all, I believe you're right. Um, but I think it's also a balancing act with Kid Flash. Yeah. It, it is that that you need someone to be charismatic because no one else is. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and I feel like uh, the Dick Grayson Robin is so, he's so moral. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he is so grounded and he is so conscientious. And that's what that team Right. They well, need, you know, he is... He is a kid, so he acts like a kid, but they need that grounding in the And they, the they actually cover that in episode, I think it's four or something like that. The mm-hmm. first one where they're we're actually trying to decide who's going to be the leader. Yeah. Right. And Robin's like, okay, I guess it's going to be me. And then he messes up a few times and, and then everybody's just like, well, this isn't going to work. we got to pick a new leader. And they all decide on Aqualad, but then Aqualad's like, I will take that burden for now. But we all know that you... Are going to be, be the, the leader. leader. Yeah, you right. just need to work on. Right, yeah, we need to you work just together. Need some team. time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. the whole thing in that was that Robin is used to being on a team, but a team of two, and yeah. the team needs a leader that evolves with the team while the team is figuring out what the hell it is, because yeah. otherwise it would just have been a, a bat family team again. Yeah, right? yeah. Like you know, uh, and so the idea there is Aqualad also was a soldier uh, because everyone in Atlantis is a soldier. Right. Uh, and so his approach to it is more uh, militant, which I appreciated. And, and you know... Uh, well, but he's more strategic. Right. But I will say, uh, and I can't believe you forgot it, there is one character that you liked much better in the comic than you did in the show. Red Tornado. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Red Tornado was, isn't he like just super sassy in the comics? Yes, he is. He is a sassy bitch. He is, he is throwing shade 24-7 and I am here for it. (laughs) I'm here for it. Well, but I was going to say about the TV show, when you brought up Aqualad, I was like, this is great. They're developing his character. We're learning more about Atlantis and about him and like where he comes from. And then nothing. Yeah, I mean, past, past the episode where he gets dumped. Yeah, yeah. Like he it. goes back to Atlantis one time, gets dumped by the love of his life, and for he, his best friend, for his best friend, and then comes back the the cave. Yep. But I mean, they foreshadowed never having to deal with that again. Like they set that up because they had uh, was it was it Batman or who was it the was like said to him was like you have to make a decision it's are you here or are, are you there, there? and right. that's what that whole that's episode the is right. about yeah. yeah yeah uh on that note uh i don't remember if it's or in a later one but you do actually get more aqualad backstory i'm just not sure if it's in this i don't season. think it's in this season okay yeah. then I yeah, it wasn't in yeah. season one about it okay yeah. but you do Th- no yeah. but that's that's a good thing to bring up yeah. because it, it it's important for the questions that we will ask at the end of the um so the next next bullet point I had on here was because we had done we've done both a Batman episode and we have done a Joker. Episode. 
Was this the worst Joker you've ever seen? Because that was the biggest disappointment that I saw in this. The one episode that you actually get to see the Joker. Uh, I don't even remember seeing He the was Joker. fucking horrible. Talk about puns. That's all he did was puns. Yeah. I, yeah, it was, it was so forgettable. I don't even remember. Like, in, yeah. I don't even remember him. But you know what? I think I think that's okay. I think it's okay because this is not for this is not the story for the Joker. Right. Like yeah. I'm not sure why they felt the need to include him because it was the worst villains. Right. Yeah. But I think that they're really I mean, okay, so they need to have the worst villain. So he was there. Cool. Moving well, he on. was in the Injustice League, which means that he got caught like he was thrown under the bus. Right. But Joker would have seen through that or not followed the plan or, right. you know, again. Well, and a, that's why that I think yeah. that is the biggest thing for me is the Joker is not a team player. No. no. He would never be on a team. Like, you know. No, and pretty much as soon as he found out there was a team of bad guys, he would be fucking with them as much as he was fucking with Batman exactly. and the Justice League. See the Cesar Romero Joker yes. from the, the 60s Batman show. See which, if any you Joker. Think, if you weren't scared <laughs> of him, was, you weren't paying attention. I Absolutely. think there was a recent, like, Injustice League comic where Joker finds out he wasn't invited and then proceeds to booby trap the entire mountain. <laughs> That's fantastic. And until they invite him in, so and then does he? But then yeah. does he do a Groucho Marx and say, "I would never be a member of a club that would have me." <laughs> I think it's like half and half. It's like the same way that in like the more recent, like in I think in the uh, Justice League Unlimited, Batman like goes and says like he's only like a partial member. That's basically how Joker was in that one, uh, and in well, this one. I feel like he was disappointing because he wasn't in the element that we normally expect his Joker in. Right. Yeah. Which is going one-on-one -on -one with Batman and doing crazy, ridiculous things. This was him working in the sidelines to just cause chaos everywhere as a big distraction. Well, and to go back to, like, the, the, the Cesar Romero, like, you know, if you weren't scared of him, you weren't paying attention, um... It's it's because in this he was the wacky Joker, which is like, I don't actually kill people. I say puns and like, I fail like every other villain does. And that's where you lose me because even in the animated series, even in a kid's cartoon, um, he was dangerous as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Joker needs to be deadly. He yeah. can't be a punchline. Right. Well, and the thing that... I Thought I thought was weird was okay. The voice was to well, me also true. Um, but that in that jape, the 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 leader was Ivy. Poison Ivy yeah. was like the head of that. She was in I'm charge of the vet. I oh, know I'm you're totally fine with that, but I can't imagine the Joker ever being okay oh, with no, that. Oh no, absolutely not. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad that you brought up the voice. Because that I'm is... actually going for round two on those? Like, yeah. I was like one and done in this. Yeah, no, I'm I'm okay. This is, I think this is the Mountain Dew that I will drink. I'm going to dispose okay. of the black cherry, the good of all. Thank you. Uh, but the, the voices is what I wanted to bring up. Because this is, like I started going through the D. Um, oh, yeah. Not yeah. just the superstar of all voice actors. The superstar of like getting known celebrities to come and do a voice. So, voice actor-wise, uh, Nolan North, 
Danica McKellar, who was, uh, she was Winnie on the Wonder Years, uh, for you olds. Mm-hmm. For you uh, olds. Kevin Michael Richardson, uh, Phil Lamar, Crispin Freeman, Jason Marsden, and Tara Strong. Like, if you know voice actors, all of those are superstars when it comes to voice acting. Um, but then you get into the much longer list of people that did, like, six to, one to six episodes. Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk, yeah. mm-hmm. Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. Bruce Greenwood. Yep. Maggie Q. Uh, Marina Sirtis, who was uh, on uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Deanna yeah. Troy. Yeah. Deanna Troy. D.B. Woodside, who uh, he was um, uh, in Lucifer. He's mm-hmm. a meta deal. Yeah. Uh, also Robin Hood in Buffy. Uh, Renee Abergenice, who was Odo in Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian Pazdar, who, uh, was in Heroes. Um, Rob Lowe, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's Captain Marvel. Rob Lowe is Captain Marvel. <laughs> I know. Is just brilliant. Well, yeah. I, I, like, Captain Marvel came on the We're screen. We're sitting there, and I pull out my phone, and I'm running through IMDb. And I'm like, it's, I know who that is. I know who that is. I know, and you were like, that's Rob no, Lowe. No, 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 no. I waited until you said it. You're like, is that Rob fucking Lowe? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Brent Spiner. Yeah. Uh, Keith David, who I, as we just did Spawn this season, and... Keith David is Keith David's amazing. voice, man. Um, John Delancey, Adam Baldwin, Alyssa Milano, and I saved the best two for last, because they're both near and dear friends of the show. Clancy, motherfucking Brown, and Danny, yes. motherfucking, motherfucking Trejo. Trejo. <laughs> Which, by the way, Danny Trejo should be Bane... In anything that yes! shows up with right? Bane from now oh on. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. They did Bane right. Yes. Yes. In the show. Right. They did Bane right. Yeah, because they didn't portray him as like a walking hunk of muscle. He right. is smart and right. scary yes. smart. Yes, he's yes. the man that broke the bat, but he broke the bat because he positioned himself to do so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he is brains and brawn, and people lose that about Bane for God knows what reason, but... I love Bane. The most recent run of Batman, very well. I think awesome. it was like the like the. I think it was the storyline around where they were gonna get Batman, Catwoman married. They had like a whole Bane arc oh, going yeah. on in the background, and that is scary Bane. Awesome, as opposed to muscle. So you know, I I'm not I I before this show I saw you know major superhero. I didn't read. Um, but the Bane that in the Batman movie, that, Dark Knight Rises, yes, that you don't like, I thought that was that was a scary Bane. I need to watch it again. It's not that I don't like it; it's that it. I've watched it three times, and same with Dark Phoenix. It slides off of my brain. Like <laughs> I can't remember anything about that movie. I, I I've watched the whole. Christopher Nolan yeah, Batman yeah. series several times. It's one of my favorites. Um, I'm just shocked and awe that you watched Dark Phoenix three fucking times. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about Dark Phoenix. He's watched D- Dark Knight. Rises. Dark Knight Rises three, oh. times. three times. Yeah. Okay, and it's the same thing as Dark Phoenix. It just yeah. I I retain nothing, hmm. which is weird because I really like Anne Hathaway. I think that I, I was excited about her as Catwoman. Tom Hardy did a great job, except for that stupid fucking voice, and he's not Hispanic. I I yeah. kind of feel like here's what how I feel about Tom Hardy and and the voice that he used for. It's kind of like if I'm 
if I've got a Lamborghini, I'm gonna paint it, like, sun-kissed orange. <laughs> because what the fuck are you gonna do about it? Right. Well, and I feel like somebody watched Dark Knight Rises, listened to that voice, and went, you know, that'd be a really good idea to just take his voice, modulate it, and make it Venom. And that worked much better. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's through my, well, okay, but to, to go back one more, Clancy. Yay. Clancy. Uh, anytime Clancy, uh, pops up. And again, the man, I, I love these celebrities that probably have a recording studio just sitting in their house because they're starting to do a bunch of voice work. Clancy yeah, shows starting. up. Well, he's been yeah. doing voice work like longer than you've been alive. Right. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, it is no secret that I am a huge fan of Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Um, but both he and uh, and Sarah Michelle Gellar, they have a studio in their house. Mm-hmm. And they make bank as uh, just doing voice work. Sarah me... Michelle Gellar was Tila in the yeah, new Yeah, I was Masters just going to say, it took me, I don't know how many episodes before I realized that, that, was, that she was Tila. Yeah, uh, it, but... And, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. was a major character in Rebels, one of the probably voices of one of the cap main captains mm-hmm. in Rebels. Um, Clancy Brown play in in Young Justice. Yeah, hold on, I got <laughs> it up. Thank you. Yeah, let me whip out the D. By the way, Alyssa Milano as uh, Poison Ivy. Yeah. Uh, that's inspired. That's fantastic. Yeah. Fire breather King Faraday. So he must not have been in the first. He must be in a newer episode. Yeah. Still. Oh. In one of them. Parasite was Adam Baldwin. He's, uh, not, he's not one of the Baldwin brothers that we... No. <laughs> Hasn't shot a dude, though, so... Well, you know. <laughs> Give him time. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Brent... but Adam Baldwin kind of follows along the same place as Alan Tudyk goes, too. Brent Spiner... Was the voice of Joker. Is brilliant I wherever he goes. I, well, Except but I, for this. Yeah. I didn't yeah. like it. Yeah. I didn't like it. Because no. he's, he is voice acting. I don't want to say monotone, but he doesn't have enough dynamic range. He doesn't have a dynamic range. I, I feel like we're all spoiled by I can't Mark, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, you know what? I'll say that he gets his redemption arc in season four. Steve, as little as it is, it adds to the sp- story in some part, but you have to wait three seasons to see the Joker do anything of consequence. Again. Okay, well, you know, hashtag goals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything else on Young Justice? Not particularly that I can think of. It was, um, it wasn't, I wouldn't call it forgettable. Um, right. But it yeah. was, it was definitely, um, like... I mean, there were there were things in there that I'm going to remember. Alex, have you watched the the new season that that came out HBO Max? Some that, of it, yeah. I okay. think has it changed? Like, has the formula changed? Yeah, a lot. A lot. Because I, it also they did a like Young Justice Outsiders. That's thing, right? the fourth season. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That uh, so I'm gonna just say that both of them were very apparent products of it. Okay. Well, so but I thought Outsiders Okay. Like, just that time period, I think, was probably the best time for them to Young Justice. Because that was in the era of them, like, I think just then coming off of the original show. And right before their right. ratings go. And that is also... Which sucked! And that is uh, also the same era the Star Wars The Clone Wars show came out. With... So, like, a new renaissance in yeah. kind of animation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that 
Speaking of anime, it's on very well. I think it's pretty solid for, I mean, especially newer stuff. But so I thought the, the Outsiders time. was in Titans. No. Okay. Um, they do have a lot of the Teen Titans characters. They have Beast Boy, they have Cyborg. I don't think they have Raven. I don't think they have. They might have Starfire. Okay. But I know they have Robin, which I think is the Drake. No, it's Nightwing. It's Nightwing at that point. Okay. And then it's Cyborg, but closer to the Cyborg than... Booyah! Okay. ...that Cyborg. And then Beast Boy... Earlier in my favorite Doom Patrol, I was just gonna say <laughs> Robo Boy. Robo Boy, yay! Um, well, they set up Beast Boy in the first season of Young yeah, Justice because Queen McGann Queen gives him the blood the, the blood transfusion, right? Um, okay, well, good to know. Um, because I I did read some Outsiders comics. Like, God, I was living in Los Angeles, so it was a long time <laughs> yeah. ago. Um, but it seemed like like it had. Dick was on the team, Starfire was on the team, Beast Boy was on the team member. I need to go back. You're watching State Money. It's true. But it was Deanna uh, Troy, so... Yeah, you're not gonna get Beyonce. I know. You ain't getting no Beyonce. <laughs> she, well, then she, got... she should not be called Queen Bee. <laughs> what if we get Queen Latifah? Does that work? Listen. But it's not Queen Bee. Still a queen. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so, uh, Bear... Will you continue to watch this show or read this comic? I do not believe that I will continue <laughs> to read the comic. I um uh I, I don't need um a horny superboy haunting my my dreams. Um But I what if what if he has tactile telekinesis? <laughs> no. I mean, even by the seventh episode no, it was the Halloween issue. Yeah. Which was the, uh, the rest of the team were like, yeah, yes. Yes. No, the girls yeah, like the yeah. girls who were not even part of the team, like we they they you saw them in one panel yes. and they're yes. like, Yes, you told us about this. Shut up. Well, I thought it was funny because like it, it unlike Robin's puns, you know, or Robin's humor in the series where you you know, you start you get whelmed and you get feeling the aster yeah. and yeah. All you know, stuff like that. Um, that started to become more of a pun because I think it was issue four or five. Um, one of the they're they're sitting there talking and Superboy's like, "Well, yeah, I can take care of that." And one of the girls goes, "Ooh, with your tactile telekinesis!" Yeah. Like he doesn't even get yeah. it out. Like, yeah. and it's somebody that he literally just met. Yeah, and it's, it's just, it's just the Halloween. It's the yeah. Halloween yeah, it's one. Just yeah. a fanboy. Yeah. Like, oh, are you gonna use your tactile telekinesis? Please, please, please. It's just like, okay, so it got funny. Eventually. Yeah. If you beat, that one time. Yeah, if you beat a joke to death <laughs> enough, eventually you will find a way to make it make somebody laugh at it once. Um, no, I will not continue to read. <laughs> uh, will I continue to watch? It's, um, it is satisfactory background noise for, like, doing other things. I was things. about to say, if we're, if we're getting together working on some Gasland shit, and we have nothing else to put on in the background. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely, because then I want to hear what the next one is, if it's not whelmed or, you know... <laughs> Aster, or, uh, I can't remember all the other I ones. I, I did either. Alex, so I know that you've watched. Um, did the first seven issues uh, interest you in reading more? Uh, not really. Not a whole lot, gotta say. Um, I am not really a fan of the early 90s stuff outside of, like, the detective comics. Which is, start... which is hilarious, because this is late 90s. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, no, no, <laughs> don't don't apologize. It was written as if it was early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Even when I was, this came out when I was 
into college. Like mm-hmm. I, like ninety eight, so I graduated college two years or graduated high school two years before, and I was like, uh, even even reading it then, I don't I don't know if I would have enjoyed it. Like really, that was around the same area they started giving Superman back his bullshit powers, right? Like turning him blue or something. Oh no, that was actually early two thousands oh. where they had electric Superman. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, this would have progressed into that era, yes. which I'm sure. So this is 10, 10 years after Death of Superman. So uh, Superboy's been around for 10 years. Uh, at the and he has not aged a day. Right. Well, well yes. Yes. yeah, 14. But, but that's... Whatever. So, well, but in, in his case, they actually go over that in the comic. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I do have to say that as far as the series goes... That was probably one of the most interesting bits of Superman I've ever seen. Yes. Is where we actually get to see Superman nervous and anxious and trying to figure out how to deal with a kid that's not his kid. That's the biggest but part. It's kind of his kid. That's the biggest part of my interest in Connor Kent in both the comics and in this show. And um, I'm, I'm going to jump forward and say that I will watch more of this show because I want to see the My Two Dads element. The, <laughs> the, the Luther super, Superman. Yeah, the Superman and Luther, which is canon also in the comics. Connor Kent is a clone out of Cadmus, mm. and Lex Luthor did use his DNA and Superman's DNA to create Connor. Um, so I do like that story, um, especially since Luthor is fascinating villain to me because he is the greatest example of I do what I do because I believe it's right because we are depending on an alien and and why can't we just fend for ourselves so his meddling to create a superman that is half human is his next step to be like okay now I can replace superman with at least somebody that's a little bit more human um, sure. and the Gene Hackman, Lex Luthor, I know a lot of people like it and, and it's got a lot, you know, of, of history that was not Lex Luthor in the way that I really enjoy because Lex Luthor is first and foremost, a humanitarian in all of the ways that the ends justify the means and the means are, are the, the ends are the preservation of humanity above all else. Um, just a really, it's a character that if you don't understand him, you're going to fuck him up real quick. Because it's it really has, easy. It to, has been done. Yes. It's real easy to just go, oh, he's a bald billionaire. Blah. Like, early Supergirl really fucks him up. But anyway. Um, I was going to say, on the Luther and Superman, it's interesting because you see Superman from a more human perspective than you normally so just floating above everything looking down on the main character yes and at first he doesn't even acknowledge connor he just stares at him and goes to talk with the rest of the justice yep and it's it's interesting that out of the two i guess parents he has luthor is the one to like talk to him first i mean he hooks him on drugs but yeah. yes yeah. Yeah. that's this is where we bring in the the you know teenager drug element of the right. story which yeah. you know what if you're going to introduce that in a cartoon because the car let's be honest the cartoons like have way more to worry about in in a modern day context than comic book. Yeah. yeah the comic book code is long gone yeah. but 
uh, the fucking Mother's League or whatever the hell it's called, the Parents League, uh, is way worse now than the comic book code ever was. So the 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 danger of upsetting the parents, you know, with, oh my God, you had a drug storyline in this cartoon. Well, no, not really. What it is, is it's a scientific thing that turns off his human side so he can be full Kryptonian, but he happened to get addicted to the power. And it happens to be a patch. <laughs> right. right. Like, it's like, not like something he takes or something he injects. It's something he just places on his... Kind of like... Yeah. Kind of like it's fentanyl. more medical. Yeah. It's more medical. It's, it's, it's not. Yeah. I, yeah, it's not right. a street drug. I think it's not a street I drug. Just, like yeah. fentanyl that comes in a patch. <laughs> I I personally think that it was done very well because it shows not only motivations of not only Lex Luthor but Superboy because he wants to Superman. Like it yes. might be yes. like something that is either imprinted him or something that he has he has seen Superman. He knows what he is. And he either wants to be Superman or at least have Superman acknowledge him as any It's a, it's a, it's the classic teenage, you know, yeah. you want you want your parents' love. Well, yeah. but I also see it as frustrated with his limitations. Yeah, that too. And he sees what Superman can, and he himself as as Superman. And so it's it's tempting to, to rather than better learn how to utilize the power that he has, it's more appealing for him to be able to slap a patch on right. and then have access greater power rather than, you know, it's... it's I don't need Superman to train me or show me how to well, I use don't my need, powers or, or anything Or I like don't that. need to learn how yeah. to be more strategic about what I can do. Right. As long as I have more power. I want to have more power. Yeah. I want to be able to fly. I want to have laser vision. It's kind of a kind of a revisit of his one of the early episodes where he's having the fight with, or he's going through training with Black Canary. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I don't have to train with you. I have super strength. You. There's no point for you to train me. And then she proceeds to throw him around the room. Right. And then he gets all pissed off because right. he got beat by somebody that didn't have super. So yeah. Uh, end of all that is, uh, that Connor is a milkshake and he brings me back to the- Uh. <laughs> Are you Megan? Hello, Megan. Never. Never. <laughs> uh. Let's face it, out of, out of this group, if we're, if we're assigning characters to people. No. Uh, no. Hello, Megan. No. <laughs> I will be Wally for a Megan. <laughs> uh, Jen. Comics uh, and, uh, show. I will probably not read any more, um, but I I could watch some more of the show, you know. Yeah, I mean, I have questions. Yeah, it might be something that I put on, you know, yeah. just when we have nothing else and we have 20 minutes before bed or something. Right, I'm like, exactly, okay, cool. exactly. And we're out of 30 Rock to watch again. Uh, <laughs> well, Alex, thank you so much for, for coming and joining us, Yeah, man. of course. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, well, everyone, this has been the penultimate episode of the Ultimate. I just love See, that. You love you, and you use it all the time. And I, I don't know, like you're always just like, yeah, it's next to last, but it's, it's be next to no, it's next to last. Are you sure? Yep. Yep. Are you absolutely I sure? Absolutely sure on that. Because <laughs> it just doesn't. Know. It doesn't I, feel right. I I always thought that it just final penultimate is an adjective. 
It means last but one in a series of things, second to last. Okay, there we go. Uh, And our last will be Howard the Duck. Hey, we get to see my bro. Which, uh, uh, a little uh, behind the scenes, we have recorded at this point. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, the movie wasn't. The comic book kind of was. Uh, but the show is a lot of fun. Let's <laughs> <laughs> face it, the movie was horrible. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, I guess we'll see everybody then. And then we'll see everybody in season seven. Season seven. And until then, take it away, Vandello. Come with me, I'll tell a story that you might have heard before. Graphically novel, but the same old trouble, villains always knocking at the door. Pretty pictures on the Nothing ever stays the same. Come at me, and I'll show you something you ain't never seen before. Right or wrong, or can't we all just get along? My mask is no different than yours. Pretty pictures on the screen, but nothing's ever as it seems. See?